CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Welcome to the Worst Golf Podcast. Everybody wants to be the best. We strive to be the worst. When a bad take is necessary, we will be here to share it with you. I'm your host, JB, and with me is Morgan. She'll spend most of her time off camera, especially today, yet will keep me in line with all those buttons. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe to YouTube and hit the little bell and like the post. Helps us more than you know, and if you're listening to the audio version, make sure you subscribe to that and give us a review. It really does help make the difference in what we can do in the future and things like that. We have a jam-packed show today, Morgan. Are you ready? I'm ready. Got some really good THP or questions. Got maybe a teaser or two coming out. But uh, I wanted to start with tomorrow. We have sign up for something we call the Quest Cup. And the Quest Cup is with Edel Golf. It is being held at uh, Briggs Ranch this year in San Antonio, Texas. Beautiful, beautiful property. We know the food is going to be on point. We have specific instructions for them for what we're going to do for meals. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's with Edel. And if anybody followed the Edel event we did last year, the first Quest Cup, they saw some uh, pretty interesting stuff going on with equipment and everybody got new clubs and stuff like that. Well, we can say that this Quest Cup, everybody is going to get new equipment. Um, we can't quite say what their choice is going to be as of yet because I, the best way to say it is the stuff is not not everything that's available is out yet. Is that the best way to say it? Yeah, I think so. Um, that's fair. So Quest Cup Head into Briggs Ranch, new equipment, signups are tomorrow, and uh, it's going to be a really special time. But speaking of that, I just came back from Ballyhack. Yes, you did. And we were at Ballyhack the last couple of days, the last few days, uh, testing out some new Edel equipment that we can't make mention of yet. <laughs> um, and to say people are going to be excited is an understatement. And... Uh, I, I just can't say enough of what Chris Kosky at Adele has planned for this group, both for the actual event and the buildup to it. You're going to get a chance to have a video conference with him and walk through everything, learn about the brand, learn everything you'd want to know about what Adele is coming with, what they have, what they're doing in the future. He's an open book and everybody's going to have a really good time with that. So make sure you sign up tomorrow. The details are on the THP forum. <clears throat> Wanted to jump right into THP or questions, Morgan, because we got a lot of them. We do have a lot of them, which is why you're going to do most of the talking today, it seems. And we couldn't get to all of them. So if you have them when we don't answer it, make sure you ask again for our next show or in the forum and I'll get it answered if I don't answer it today. But the first one was, what was my favorite club ever? And with all these questions, I'm going to say I put way more thought into it than I needed to. Um, in this one, my favorite clubs usually have memories that go along with them. You know, I choose my clubs based on performance. I know that's cliche, but it's true. I get fit, all those things. But my favorite clubs are either tied to a THP event, mm -hmm. tied to a memory you and I have together, or tied to something growing up. So my favorite club that I came out with was the first driver that I want to say I purchased after school. So I worked in the bag room at a country club and I saved up and I bought the Founders Club Judge driver. For those that are old like I am, 
Uh, you might remember that. That was back when drivers all had cool names. Like we had the Howitzer, the Tommy Gun, the Judge, Big Bertha, obviously, and things like that. Before and, everything was patented and you're yeah, not patented, but uh, IP, yeah, is you trademark. Trademark, you know? that's what I was looking for. Yeah, you can't really go with that stuff anymore. You pull a letter like yeah. Slider did with Slider um, with SLDR. So the Founders Club Judge, uh, if you picked that thing up now, you'd say like, what a piece of garbage, you know, tiny little metal head and everything. But that was my first one. A close second going to modern times would be when Apex came back for Callaway. I was super into it. You know, for years on THP, everybody used to gawk at the Japanese domestic market irons. Oh my God, they're beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Well, Callaway brought that with the original Apex. And of course, now it's kind of mainstream. And <coughs> excuse me. And everybody has irons like that. But that would be where I am. I could also go 588 wedges because I played those all the way back in high school and uh, could go number seven putter because I've used that long before THP. Yes, I actually always knew like that was your putter. Um, jumping to the next question, uh, what's the longest a club has lasted in my bag? I'm going to I went to this with the assumption that you were talking about since we've been at THP. I was going to say you would have to kind of be specific with because that. Because I had some Adams hybrids in my bag for years uh, before THP, but do, going with the THP years where I generally turn over once a year, um, I would probably say it's one of two clubs, either a Zexio Prime driver that is actually my second driver. For those that don't follow, I play two drivers. One's really a three wood because it's 13 degrees and 43 and a quarter inches. The other one's a standard driver. So the Zexio Prime or uh, I still have at 61 degrees in my bag, the original PM grind. Um, I had a replacement, a 62 degree Cleveland RTX zip core that somehow went missing. Um, not going to get into how that happened, but it's no longer in my bag. But the... PM grind is from the original PM grind line. And I still have that one. It's at 61 and a quarter, 61 and a half. And I use that in certain spots around the green. I loved that club. Um, before we get to another question, I want to bring up something that you're pretty fond of too. And that is tomorrow exclusively to our THP forum members. We have the folks at evolve golf putting out a THP limited edition item sale and that is not something we're selling mm -mm, no. we, we have nothing to do with it we had nothing to do with the creation of the products they took they asked us if they could take our logo and do some really cool stuff with it we'll get a thread on thp after this stuff is super limited um but they did everything we have metal ball markers bag tags bottle openers motion wool socks with the THP logo on them that are awesome. Wait till people see the picture of them. They're different than the last ones we did. And they're just awesome socks too. To be yeah. Done. They're my favorite socks. I've said that for years. Yeah. Um, since the first time I've tried them on, it's the only thing I play golf in. Um, they also have epoch tees mm -hmm. for those that love those tees. And I know THPers do. And, uh, this is all coming tomorrow. Odds are it might sell out tomorrow also. I think so it did last year. Yeah, it sold out in a couple hours last year. Maybe it runs a couple of years or a couple of days this year. But tomorrow it will go live. We'll have a thread later today on the THP forum listing the stuff they have available and how you can go find it 
when it comes because it's going to be a private link. It's not going to be just going to Evolve Golf and picking it up. The benefit of a sale like that, because you know we're big on transparency here, is we're doing a Evolve experience next year, mm-hmm. and to be able to do those kind of fun things and make the fun stuff for that group and for people who follow along in that experience, this sale helps supplement that for them. They're good people. I know that some THPers have had a chance to meet them through something we did a few years ago. Good people. Everything is handmade. So support that when you get a chance tomorrow. I still remember breaking their prototype. Yeah. You want to share that story? I think I've shared it a few times already too, but uh, we were in their facility in their, um, what do they call it? Foundry. The Foundry. EC2 is what that one was called. And they had uh, this like display with all of their prototypes of how they had, you know, like from the very beginning, like the first tea they'd ever made. And, and there was one that they said was like super bendy and you couldn't break. And there was one that they said was like super fragile and like you barely touched it and it would break. And I got them confused. <laughs> And so and that I, was like the first epoch tea that was ever made. I know. And so I thought that I was bending the super bendy one that couldn't break and it broke. And I was so embarrassed. And they were like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And like, I literally was almost in tears. Like, I was so mad at myself for doing that, but they were really cool about it. But I still to this day feel really bad about that. That was a fun couple of days we spent up there with them. And when we did the uh, Evolve experience last time, I believe M Ward, who I'll call him out, he's probably never listened to one of these shows anyway. <laughs> um, and B Cape were there. We had a great time. Um, the next one is going to be pretty special for the golf course we're going to play and the fun we're going to have and the stuff that's going to be done. But I cannot say enough good things about the Motion Wool Socks. If you get a chance, if you if you're one of those people who like me was before. You don't want to spend a lot of money on socks. Buy one pair. Right. Trust me, you'll be hooked forever. It's they're that good. You've had yours. He's had his forever. And two years. Yeah. And I wear I have five pairs that I bought and I wear them in rotation, wash them yeah. and then wear them. That's again. what I was gonna say. They've been washed a million times and they're still perfect. Um, I'm going back to a THP or question, and this one I can honestly say I spent almost 90 minutes going through notes, going through data and everything else. Uh, somebody asked me what the Mount Rushmore of golf products are. Yeah, this is a really hard question. Yeah. So I immediately broke this down into categories and I had like four pages on a yellow legal pad scribbling things and then looked a couple things up to make sure I had my timeline right. But I'm going to say I did mine a little differently. Mount Rushmore obviously has four people, right? Four people. Yeah. Four sure. people. <laughs> it's been a long morning already. Um, and I removed putters. Because I think that could skew it because you could basically take four, you could take the two ball, the number seven, the answer, and either 8802 or maybe in modern time spider and make your own Mount Rushmore. Yeah, probably. Ooh, I remember when they came out again with the 8802. Remember, I was obsessed yeah. with it. So I removed putters. Um, apparently, Cody Reader in the chat uh, says this was his question. So I'm going to go through it. And like I said, I put way too much thought into this and I based this on. Um, innovation at the time, as well as what it did to the industry overall. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start with the baffler hybrid by Cobra, which was the first utility wood is, I guess what they would call it at the time. Now, a lot of people think or believe that the tailor made brought the rescue mid as the first hybrid in a lot of ways they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hoflick and I believe clay long at the time, 
helped design that hybrid that came from Japan and fix it for the American audience. And speaking to Hofi about this years ago, I believe J-Man was with us at the show when we talked about this I think so. uh, with, with John Hoflick. And the idea was it was a Japanese club that they wanted to go high and left for right-handed golfers. And they created the rescue mid. And according to John, it was, quote, a terrible golf club. But they sold a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But going back in time, the baffler actually came before this by a lot, years and years. Okay. And so I give the nod of the hybrid, the modern day hybrid to the Cobra baffler. So that is one of them on there because the hybrid in general has really taken over golf in a lot of ways. And I think it deserves to be on there. The next would be the Ping I-2 iron. I think that at some point, everybody that's my age, older, has played a Ping I-2 or knockoff or clone or something iron. And I think it deserves to be on there from the iron standpoint. There's been a lot of iron. Th th those irons felt awful too. But there's been a lot of irons since then. But I think that that was something that kind of changed the way manufacturing design and everything went spawning from that you have tommy armor 845s and the list is endless for the amount of good irons that came from that um somebody asked if verska is the hybrid godfather i don't know if i would say that uh, i don't i should say i might say that i don't know if michael would say that um he came out he came with a lot of really great hybrids but they were well after the baffler came out um next on my list would be the callaway great big bertha driver so before the great big bertha drivers were much much smaller and the great big bertha changed that and at the time sold outsold everybody it, it was a larger head i got i'm going off memory morgan but i want to say it was 250 cc i have no idea so, so sure let's go with that much larger head than everything else um and I struggled with this one because I didn't know where to go. Do you go Steelhead, which was Callaway's first stainless steel driver and was the first stainless steel driver? Do you go with the tailor-made one that was the first titanium, but it really wasn't something had come out overseas? So um, I went Great Big Bertha. I feel like that was a game changer. And that one belongs on the list. The final one was a tough one. And before I get to the final one, I'll give honorable mention to the original M1 driver mm -hmm. by TaylorMade. All metal design. It kind of moved from persimmon to metal with that. Really popular. My problem with that and not putting it on the list is they were going to get there anyway. Like the industry was going to go there regardless. I see what you're saying. They weren't going to stay as woods. So um, I that's my honorable mention there. My final name on the list is Cleveland 588 Wedges. Um, the 588 Wedge is to me the most iconic wedge over modern era. Somebody real quick said it was 290. 290. Okay. Um, the the 588 wedges were iconic. They were in every bag on tour, it seemed like. And without the 588, I don't think we get modern designs such as RTX, such as um, the designs Roger Cleveland's involved with the Callaway uh, in the MD line, such as uh, Vokey wedges and everything else. So the 588 wedge is the, uh, the last one on the list. So to recap, I have Baffler, Great Big Bertha, Ping I-2, and 588 with honorable mention to M1. The other, I have one more honorable mention I want to throw up, but at a lesser degree, was the R7 driver 
I want to say it was super quad that brought movable weight to the industry for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that would be modern times, uh, maybe, but that's my list. And, uh, I put way too much thought. into this. I have a feeling you spent hours thinking hours. about this. Hours. Yeah. Doing research, trying to go back, see if you missed something. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And, I know. Uh, so yeah, it, that's kind of where I, where I was on a lighter subject. <laughs> uh, we got into a conversation about getting older while at Ballyhack. Myself, Dan, James, and Chris Kosky. And what was the worst part about getting older? You know, body hurts, things like that. And my take on it was making it through the night without having to pee. Right. So at some point when I turned 45, I just couldn't make it through the night anymore. And yeah, it really was like it was like the day after you turned 45, yeah, you know, just... I, sometime between three and four a.m. I have to get up and use the restroom. It happens. Um, no big deal. Life goes on. Well, that turned into a really interesting conversation of, quote, would you dipe up to play a certain golf course? <laughs> so gross. <laughs> and I think we had uh, J-Man in tears during this conversation with the phrase, would you dipe up? And here's what we're going to ask THPers and th- those watching in our uh, in our comments right now in the live feed or those listening along. Because I already know my answer. The question was, you have a chance to play Augusta National Golf Course. You have to have a large breakfast and chug a Gatorade or Red Bull or something before the round. You have a choice of wearing a diaper and playing as long as you want to that day or not wearing a diaper, but the minute you have to pee or, lo- or use the restroom, you were taken off the course and not allowed back on. I don't even know why this is a question. Which way would you go? I don't even know why this is a question. No diaper. That's gross. There's no chance that I could sit, stand, walk, play golf, do anything, knowing that I'm literally sitting there in my own pee. Like that, no. Well, you're no, not no. sitting in your own pee. Standing people with, in it, people it does, with kids know you're not. It's no, taking it away. It doesn't matter. It's a mental First thing. comment. I'm diaping up. Maybe. No, I'm not diaping up. No. I so can't. here's the difference between. No. So somebody said no diaper. Deal with it. No, the thing is, is you can't deal with it. You can't just pee in your pants and just keep playing. That's that's not that's not part of it. If you have to go to the bathroom on the third hole, you are taken off the course. That's the end of it. No. If you pee in your pants, you're taken off the course. So. <laughs> Most people, you're not really a golfer. No, I'm not. Um, and I, if you were a golfer, this would be, you would be like, I'm looking at the group on here, which is 100% men so far. And I can see one or two of them being like laying on the floor, legs up in the air, going powder me, <laughs> diaper me up. There's no now doubt that, about it. That's a visual, visual I did not need. I will okay. absolutely dipe up for certain rounds of golf oh, okay but i'll put it okay i will put it as far as like something for me so let's say that for me it was i could go to Publix or a grocery just just hear me out okay because this, this is what i enjoy right so i could go to the grocery store and i could have like unlimited bogos on everything but the minute that i have to stop and go to the bathroom all the bogos go away and everything is full price yeah i still would uh, no diaper no I couldn't do well it. now you're just throwing money away doesn't Who matter are you Listen, I'm just saying I couldn't do it. No chance. Because mentally, here's the problem. Mentally, I would feel like I was getting a rash or something. Like everything would get itchy and I would feel wet. Oh, yeah, you're going to. No. But you're you're not talking about going to Publix with BOGOs. You're talking about a once in a multiple lifetimes opportunity. And all you got to do is throw on a diaper? 
<laughs> Apparently, Dipe it up. I think I've offended people by Dipe comparing up. Augusta to Bogos. It was the best I could do- come up with. I see people mentioning Depends, absolutely, along with many other brands, I'm sure. <laughs> there is zero opportunity in the world that I'm passing up, diaping up for this. No. And you know what's funny? Outside of Koski, everybody else would dipe up too. Well, for once, I agree with Koski. For once. <laughs> He's my nemesis. So if you thought you were tuning in and learning about something important, no, we're talking about diaping up. Yes. Uh, wanted to get real fast as before we get more to THP or questions. Thanksgiving contest is going to kick off Monday. Yes, that's quite the segue, by the way. Yeah, a diaper to Thanksgiving. Diaper. Why? I mean, I I probably should wear one during Thanksgiving, too. Yeah. Um, yes. For those that missed last week, we do a contest every year, post a picture of your feast, win an awesome prize this year, and it's awesome. And it- you you can post, like, prep <coughs> pictures. You can post... Excuse me. Jeez. You can post uh, pictures while you're prepping. You can pic- post pictures of the table set up, but, but everything. Like just, you know, if you want to document the whole thing, it's so much fun. Everybody gets to follow along. And I also think that it's a great way for everybody to kind of see what other people make and then share recipes too. Absolutely. Jeremy in the comments says, worst segment ever. No chance. It's the best segment ever. You dipe up in a minute and we know it. Um, I got a question asked to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. And when I got it, I immediately turned to you and said, this is you to a T. Oh, yes. A hundred percent it is. hundred percent. The question is, do you get pre-annoyed? Yes. Meaning, and for those listening or following on YouTube, do you get annoyed knowing you have a conversation with somebody coming or explain your pre-annoyed? I think life. <laughs> just life i'm pretty sure that i get pre-annoyed maybe i don't know 15 times a day i I don't even think that's like an exaggeration wow that's a lot i know because i how do i put this i tend to think that i I apologize guys i'm still super congested i tend to think that i can kind of assume or figure out what someone's gonna say before they say it or like what the reaction is or response for something's going to be. So I tend to just, maybe it's a defense mechanism. I don't know, but like I already am pre-annoyed. Like I'm ready to battle before it actually happens. I don't necessarily think this is a great quality of mine, but it, I, I can I honestly am. say somebody wrote, if you're married, you know what pre-annoyed means. Yeah. Like when I came home, she was already pre-annoyed. Who's that? From, yeah, you were. That you came home? Yeah, that I was finally home. You lost everything to yourself. Well, I mean, that's true. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pre-annoyed is fairly uh, common. And uh, I think that she gets pre-annoyed quite a bit. I do. I really do. For those who are a little late, yes, you can keep saying you wouldn't dipe up. You would absolutely dipe up. There, there's no doubt about it. Yes, LDAX definitely does. That's why we get along so well. Um, getting back to THP or questions, I got a really good one. Uh about milestones that happen faster than we anticipated. Do you have any that jump out to you? Or am I more of like the milestone chart keeper? You're more the milestone chart keeper, I think. Um, I was thinking about this too. Like I saw the question and I, I, I couldn't come up with something. And I know when you say it, I'll probably feed off of that, but I couldn't come up with something. I'm not huge on things other than post counts or um, like data or, the, the big one to me was how many people are online at one time. 
Mm-hmm. I remember you know, that. now we have at any given time between reading the website or on our forum, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people. But the first time we got to 100 on our forum at once was pretty cool. And I remember we were doing something. I can't remember, but we hit 100 people online at once. And I was like, holy shit. Um, holy crap. That uh, that was pretty cool. So that's the only thing. And it happened super quick. It was like three or four months in. So, okay, I'm already pre-annoyed now because you didn't answer the question, though. The question said faster. Right. I'm saying it happened like three or four months okay. in. I didn't expect that to happen gotcha. for like a year. Gotcha. All right. Um, I take it back then. Yeah. See, I really, You're already pre-annoyed. I See, this is, this is what I, I, I deal with everybody. The whole segment got me. I'm like red like my jacket now, she needs, my hoodie. She needs to dipe up. <laughs> I need to dipe up. Arrow dipes up every night. He does. If you ever dealt with a senior dog... um, he has to wear a diaper in bed each night. He doesn't like it. Yeah, he's not thrilled with it. He's sitting right here right now wearing a sweater because yeah, he's cold. It's sweater weather. Um, next THP or question is how will fitting evolve mm, and, good... and, you know, in the future? And that's a really good question. I think so, so too. I reached out to a couple people who are in fitting, but I didn't reach out to probably who I should have. I should have reached out to V Golf Man. Um, but I reached out to a couple of people in fitting. But rather than give you their expert thought, I wanted to share what I thought it would because theirs was all about precision and um, options and things like that. My take on it is the, the golf ball is going to be a bigger part in the conversation. I would agree with this. You know, the more data that comes out on golf balls, the more testing we do internally on golf balls, the larger the discrepancy between balls becomes. And I don't mean one ball reigns supreme. What I mean by that is uh, somebody playing one extreme of a golf ball and using a same brand, but going to the other extreme of a golf ball, we've seen massive changes. I mean, 15 yards of distance with an eight iron, 1500 RPMs of spin, things like that. So I think the golf ball will be a bigger part of the conversation. Yep. I agree with that. So I paired the next THP or question with that one because I feel as though they go hand in hand together. And it says, what's the most uninformed thing you hear from golfers online frequently? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, but excuse me, um, that the ball doesn't matter is the the biggest one that i can play any ball or it doesn't change and even if you're playing the incorrect ball for your game stay with the same ball the the differences between balls inside of a brand or a family are staggering and people do not realize it and they they just feel as though they're not good enough you know if you want to go with the less expensive ball go with less expensive ball but use the same ball every time and I, I, I cannot stress that enough. If you talk to any ball person expert in the industry, they will tell you the same thing. It makes so much of a difference. Somebody asked what I'm drinking. I am drinking Ghost Energy Tropical Mango. Um, Morgan got this at the store. It's actually pretty darn good. Buy two, get one free at Publix. Oh. <laughs> so you'd lose that if you didn't dipe up. <laughs> I didn't have to dipe up. It was already there. Just um, saying. <laughs> God, I really wish this would go away. Give it like Uh, one more week and it will. Yeah, sure. (laughs) That was the path for me. Uh, Jumping into the next question. Oh, I wanted to add to to Yeah, I had a little note on that. (laughs) Yours is funny. Again, this is a pre-annoyed thing, I guess. 
Um, mine is that the term is fit, not fitted. Fitted is not technically so. A, it's a word, but it's not. The... It's funny you mentioned that because I got into a debate with uh, Chris Vashal about this. Uh huh. And we were driving in the car somewhere, I think in Myrtle Beach at the last uh, event we did with them when it was there. No, it was at, before dinner at TPC. And he said, you have to start a thread like that because you can do it either way. And I said, you can't do it either way. The term is fit. And he right. disagreed. No, who? I'm trying to remember who it was. Well, he says it could be either way. I say it can't be. It should be fit. It's fit. It's fit. That's it. <clears throat> Before and, I get to the next THP oh, question, okay, sorry. can you share your get off the lawn? Because I know it's the holidays and it makes perfect sense. Um, yes. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Okay. So my get off the lawn, it's not even really a get off my lawn. This is just something that I am once again, pre-annoyed by. And that is doing dishes because I know like Thanksgiving's coming up. I'm actually really excited about cooking Thanksgiving because last year we didn't do that. And I have this big menu plans and like, I can't wait. And I've got like new dishes on there and everything, but I'm already getting annoyed at how many dishes I'm going to have to clean. Like I just, the thought of it is almost making me not want to cook. That's how bad it is. Do you wish the di the dishes could dipe up so you wouldn't have to clean them? No, that's gross. I just wish that I had like somebody to do the dishes for me. So I didn't have to, because yeah. that also takes up a lot of time. So I feel like half of my cooking is just doing dishes and it's super, super annoying. I'm sure there are other people out there who understand that. That's a pretty good rant though. I think so. I feel like the rant was code for you should do the dishes with me, but it's I, a pretty good rant. I didn't say that. You were thinking it though. I said nothing. Um, jumping back to THP or questions. The next question was where would I put the next dormy network course? I liked this question. So, for those that don't know, Dormy Network has six courses right now. Hidden Creek in New Jersey, Victoria National in Indiana, Ballyhack in Virginia, Dormy Club in uh, North Carolina, Briggs Ranch in uh, San Antonio, and uh, Arbor Links in Nebraska. And then they're building Grable in Nebraska as well. They're not right next to each other. It's pretty far away, actually. So where would I put it if I was in charge? And fortunately for me, I'm not. But... I would put it in Florida or somewhere in the deep South. And the reason being for that is you need another winter time course. Yes, I agree. Uh, right now, Briggs ranch, dormy club and Bally hack are the only courses that don't close for the winter, but coming back from Bally hack where it was 39 degrees when we teed off one day, pretty cold. They're going to get colder. Um, but you have to have a place that also has the land available to build an amazing course or something available to purchase. Um, what about like Arizona also? Arizona is another option. Um, Obviously Southern Arizona. Yeah. Arizona is another option. Those would be my two probably would be Arizona or Florida. Yeah. I don't think I would go California. People say Greenville. Greenville's a small city and there's, you know, as somebody who lived there, there's, they have no chance at having a course good enough and that sounds so pretentious almost. And I don't mean it that way to be taken over and brought up to speed for something like this. It's you need something a little more than that. Um, and you're still getting into the same thing that you kind of have in North Carolina where dormy club is where the winters can still get pretty cold. Yeah. Oh, you could do uh, like Vegas maybe. Uh, you could probably do Vegas is a possibility. There's plenty of land there too. Yeah. Um, 
But speaking of what they're doing, the Gray Bowl facility, what they're it's spectacular with what they're doing there. Um, so my if it were me, and I know they I won't get into what they tried to buy, um, is they tried to buy a course in Florida and it didn't work out. But I feel like that would be the place to go because of the amount of golfers plus Dormy Network is not a vacation spot if you're a family. There is not it's golf. Yeah, absolutely. They and seem to be in fairly remote places. You'd want to to expand the network to where I think I would take it. And again, I have no say in any of this. We're just members, you know. Um, I would want a place where the family could do something as well. Mm-hmm. And Florida, especially in the central part of the state, uh, would offer that. Oh, so hot in the summer. I would agree with that. But, you know, you you have options in the summer. The, the funny part is, is they don't have a ton of courses in the summer that are great weather either. They're no, it's much, true. Very warm. Uh, Ballyhack probably being the, the best, maybe New Jersey. Um, but so I thought it was a fun question and wanted to share that. Um, keeping the theme with the THP or questions going, somebody asked about the highlight of 2022. And I honestly don't know. Yeah, me either. Um. I feel like 20, okay, tell me if I'm wrong on this or if you have the same feeling. Obviously, 2020 was a weird year because it was the year of COVID, but I feel like this was an even weirder year for some reason. I don't know why. Like, everything just feels weird. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot going on personally. We did, and maybe that's part of it. Moving states and things like that, so. um, But we did in 2020 also. Yeah, but that was the middle of a pandemic, so everything was weird. True. Uh, This year was, we've just been really busy. Yeah, and I, it, next year's not going to be any easier either because we got a lot of stuff really coming. Um, but I would say the highlight of 2022 is going to happen uh, in two weeks. Okay. And that is the granddaddy. I had a feeling that's so. Um, it's the highlight of most years for me, and I don't even get to play in it. Uh, I get to see some really good friends. I get to watch TH peers go through the unthinkable. And um, it all happens coming up soon. And uh, so, and I'll have more on that in a second, but I would say that's going to be my highlight, but there's been some really good stuff. Uh, the goat at, at Ballyhack was really good. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to see. You know what? I'm going to say joining the Dormy Network. I'm going to say that would be the highlight just because. <laughs> and I, <laughs> That's because you haven't paid the bill yet this week. No, no, I paid it. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> that part's no good. But the amount of stress that it's taken off of us, and I know I say it all the time, I know we talk about it all the time, but I can't express enough the amount of stress that it has taken off of us. And because of that, I would say that that might be a highlight. That might be. And, you know, people all have this preconceived notion of that we're paid by the Dormy Network. Or Completely opposite. That somehow this is free and we're just trying to milk people. Of money. It's completely not the case. We pay the rack rate for it. And... uh that's definitely high, but it does reduce a lot of stress. And the but, prices went up. But the, the best part is, about it is for us, the ability to create anything. Yeah, it's just so much less stressful. So um, that that's kind of, you're probably right about that. Since you were right about that, why don't you give everybody your recipe of the week? And we still have a lot more to go. 
All right. Uh, I want to figure since Thanksgiving is around the corner, I will go with something Thanksgiving themed. Um, I wanted to go with something very, very easy that anybody could make if you're doing a Thanksgiving dinner for a big crowd or you're not cooking at all, but you want to have something with a little Thanksgiving flavor for your table. It's just, you know, two of you, three of you, whatever it is. Um, so this is a corn casserole. Before you I, finish, yeah. I'm cutting you off. That's I fine. see people in there, JDAX, saying, um, what about the Morgan Cup? I was still waiting for your groups to finish, so I couldn't. I couldn't name that one. The, no, I don't want to take away from the Morgan Cup. It was it's wonderful. Not, it's, it, yeah, it was. You know, I, I didn't play in that. Somebody asked about my personal highlight of 2022, and uh, I played in the Goat Cup. So, I, you know, it, that's just kind of where it was. That's fair. And as somebody who plans a lot of the events, for me, that's why I came up with my my thing. And no, no pineapple casserole. Still, I haven't had anybody else really respond. Has anybody eaten this pineapple casserole? No, if you but I eat. I've had pineapple fried rice and that's no. what it drew me to it. And it's really good. No. Okay. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about real quick, go onto the forum. I think I wrote it somewhere. I posted the, um, the link to it or I'll, I'll find it. And I'll post it again, but apparently it's some kind of like Southern casserole and it's, I don't know. It's like pineapple and cheese and some sort of like a crumb topping, like a cracker crumb topping or like a cornflake. I don't know. It sounds absolutely disgusting. And I had no idea that it was a thing. And so I'm, I'm really curious if people have had it and if it's at all good because I, it is. I'm sure of it. I can't wrap my head around it being good. Um, anyhow, back to this recipe. I actually got this recipe. Oh, God. I think I was a sophomore in college from a coworker. So 30 years ago. Yeah, a long time ago from a coworker of mine. And this was her grandmother's recipe. And so I kind of just wrote it down and then I laminated it. But um, it's really simple. Like I said, it's a corn casserole. It's got one, two, three, four, five, six ingredients. That's it. And you literally take everything. You throw it in a bowl, mix it up, put it in the oven, cook it for an hour. You're done. It's freaking delicious. So I highly recommend it. I will get it up on the forum um, when the show ends. Going back to THP or questions, because we got a few more. Um, somebody asked about one brand dominating golf in the future. And I once again uh, <laughs> put way too much thought into this. <laughs> so I looked at like where current brands are, if somebody is, could jump out of the woodwork and move up to the top, et cetera, et cetera. But it dawned on me that the answer is probably less fun than that. And I will say the company that does inventory management better than all the others will win. We've seen demise of brands mm -hmm. over inventory management in, in from both brands closing to both to brands like TaylorMade falling off a cliff and then needing to be rebuilt. I remember that. So the per the company who does who handles inventory management along with not shying away from uh, research and development will win. <laughs> uh, next question. Where do I see THP in 10 years? Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's a loaded question. Um, you know, a few weeks back, we said that I had come up with an idea. And for the first time in a while, she didn't shop ship. Wow. Really? <laughs> Shoot me down right away. No. Um, where do you see THP in 10 years? Um... <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> the best part is he figured if I just switched the camera, you would not notice that he coughed. But then he coughed directly into the microphone. No, I didn't. Anyhow, I aimed it up. <laughs> I don't think it worked. <laughs> um, I have some ideas. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know that I can answer that. So without giving away too much information, we have bold plans. I mean, we always seem to have bold plans and we have a couple of ideas that we hope come to fruition. Yes. But our plan is to continue to do what we continue to do. We want to host the greatest experiences in the world for golfers. We want to have a community that's fun, energetic, and active. Mm-hmm. Keyword being active. Um, and we have something called THP Open House. And I'm not going to say anything else about that because she'll kill me. But um, we expect nothing's done yet, but we expect that could be the future. We hope, but yes, yes, we have absolutely no idea yet. No. These are all just ideas floating around in our heads. Yeah, we have a lot of those. I remember when I when the Morgan Cup was just an idea floating around in my head and you know, different things like that. So we have a lot of ideas. That one is something that I believe will be something that happens in the distant future. Um, next THP or question. The most underrated golf ball right now. So I didn't know how to answer this. Because underrated from what? Sales? Yeah, because golf balls are also player type specific. Yeah, or they at least they should be. Right. <laughs> so I struggled with this a lot. Um, first, I went Strix on Divide, hands down, because people don't like change. And that is a really cool technology um, in that, you know, it does a lot of things well from helping people fight it over the top to uh, a putting alignment. Then I went with a smaller brand that people may not do it's i can tell you it's certainly not a direct-to-consumer ball because none of them have any research and development um with the exception of maybe seed seed golf they do a lot of testing finally i settled on the chrome soft x ls that's a mouthful because i think not enough people have tried it and i think that that should be a ball that more people should so here we go again. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Golf balls for years were about cover material. Nobody else spoke much about much else about that, at least in the modern times with solid core golf balls. Then it was about compression. So people still to this day don't really know what compression does. You know, firmer compression is going to be faster and spin more. Lower compression is going to spin less, but might be a little slower. Um, what's often not discussed is dimple pattern and how much that can change you know, what, what happens in performance. So if you're looking at it like that, you would say, okay, well, let's figure out something based on that criteria. The problem is compression is not the end all be all anymore. We have, excuse me, we can have firmer balls that still spin less now. So what we're seeing is a dynamic shift in the market Nobody seems to be really talking about that. I see somebody said graphene, but they didn't even spell graphene, right? So that one, no. That that's, While graphene is an incredible material, it hasn't really come full circle in golf yet, but I believe it will at some point. Um, so I think that it, Chrome Soft XLS is the one that jumped out at me, but at the same time, there are other balls like that, firmer balls that spin less. So that's the best way I can, I can say it. Um, Oh, I thought you were going to add something. No, not to that. Okay. I have for the next question. Um, you, why don't you take over this question? Yeah. Okay. The next question, um, I saw somebody post this one and they asked if I had, because it was specifically asked to me, if I had uh, 10 minutes and I had to cook something. So it wasn't like I could just take some frozen something and put it in the microwave. What would I cook? The answer is tacos. The answer is always going to be tacos. It's so quick to make. You just take whatever ground meat you have. I always have, you can either make your own taco seasoning or I always usually have like a 
bag of taco seasoning in the house too, because again, for those quick 10 minute meals. Oh, it's okay, J Dex. You're not getting crushed. <laughs> um, and then I usually have all the stuff that goes with it. So without question, it didn't even take me a second to think about it. The answer is tacos. And tacos are delicious. Yes, they are. What delicious. is everybody's favorite topping in a taco? What's your favorite topping? Mm, sour cream? No, not filling. Filling? What do you mean? Like chicken, beef, steak. Oh, beef. Really? Yeah. I'm more I mean, of a, I... I'm a pastor guy. Oh, I do like pastor. I was thinking homemade tacos. I mean, you could get busy and make us some pastor. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm, that's not going to happen. That That's so much work. But it, usually I do turkey tacos, like turkey meat. But <sighs> also I like beef or bison. I'm a big fan of both of those. When she says not... turkey taco meat, doesn't everybody kind of just sigh? Like, no, oh. you like it. Not as much as I like other things, though. Well, I mean, I'll eat it because you you make it and it's good. And true, it, but I fish mean, is a good one. Fish tacos fish, are fish probably, tacos are really good. Are probably my second shrimp. favorite. Yeah, shrimp's another um, good one. Three cheese tacos are good. I saw somebody mention that. Um, but tacos in general are just fantastic. They are because even like a vegetarian, like a, a black bean or a refried bean or something like that, what? underrated. Even you like that. I mean, I'm not saying that's my first choice. I'm just saying that it's still it's still delicious. That sounds like it's time to dipe up. <sighs> Black bean taco. Yeah. Put the, is that is the hashtag dipe up? Is that hashtag people, dipe up? Do people, do people still do hashtag? hashtag? I don't know. I don't know. I was just wondering that. We're I mean, still... I have to do it on social media for certain things, but that's about it. And I, it's because I have to, but I don't know if. I don't know what the kids are saying these days. Yeah, I don't know what the, <laughs> what the kids are saying. Um, a couple more things. Uh, reminder of what we said earlier, people joining us late, the Evolve limited edition sale kicks off tomorrow. We will get a full thread on the forum with a link and some information on what's going to be available. Trust me on the Motion Wheel Socks. Trust me on the Epoch Tees. You want both. The other stuff, it's really kind of uh, personal personal preference. If you like the metal goods, I personally like them. Not everybody does, but I'm a huge fan, especially the divot repair tool, the single prong they have. And they're just, they're cool, limited edition. Handmade. Yeah, handmade. I mean, I mean that's if awesome. You get, if you see one that has the, around the outside of the rim and it's like beveled, that means they literally hand hammered each one. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a really cool thing. Um, I mentioned earlier the granddaddy, and I want to say coming right after Thanksgiving, we will have our granddaddy contest. Mm -hmm. And you will pick who you think will win? Will it be Callaway? Will it be Team THP? Who do you think is going to win, Morgan? I don't want to say. <laughs> Why don't you want to say? I want THP to win, but I don't know. Callaway always seems to. I think they've got some uh, some sandbaggers over there. I mean, they have one. Oh uh, yeah, well, that, you know that's Johnny. But I, you can't get mad at John Donnie. He's never. He's, he's awesome. the best. Do you know he's never lost a single match in THP event? Yeah, because he's like a 24 handicap, but he's, he's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's slightly better than that, probably. But uh, we're rooting for Team THP. Absolutely. We hope to get it done. Um, it's going to be a tough task. Yes, but it, it, I'll, I'll be cheering you guys on. I promise. I'm going to be all raw, raw. Let's go Team THP. I will be. And the thread will hopefully be moving fast and everybody will have some fun. But we will have a contest where you pick the, who you think is going to win. Um, we got an awesome prize that will be a rogue st driver okay. so people will be able to get, choose which driver they want from the uh rogue st line that's current right now and we will get that out to the the winner um but yeah it's going to be a tough task but we're going to have a ton of fun it, it's truly amazing event and i'll be flying out there in a couple of weeks i'm super excited to follow along uh one last thing 
is next week being the holidays. We will not be doing a live show. So this is it. You gotta, you're going to deal with this horrible show as a memory and what makes it the worst. Um, we haven't decided if we're going to record one, but uh, it's possible. So if we do, we'll have a thread up for questions and things like that. Did you see Tevener's comment no. about Tanya Harding him? I said that I was going to do that to JD Talks. I actually hired Tanya Harding as my scout. Oh. He's going to go. She's going to go and watch him play. Make sure that things are on the up and up for the Morgan Cup in 2023. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I could use a JDAX on this team to keep everybody motivated. He was a good motivator for that group. This was a really good Morgan Cup this year. And uh, the guys loved it. Next year, being at the Dormy Club, uh, JD Talks, the the icon himself, the people's champ, can attest to the, the course is fantastic. Um arrow right here is about to fall off this chair yeah, he's he got a sweater whole... on but uh oh, he's Literally he's getting close gonna... um if you have a dog and you don't use bark box think about it everybody loves bark box we can't use it because he can't have treats but if you go to www.barkbox.com forward slash thp golf if you sign up you'll get a free month added they can kind of see arrow's head poking in on the bottom yeah it's because i had to move him because Oh, my mic's nowhere near me now. Sorry. I had to move him. Oh, um, and don't forget tomorrow, Quest Cup signups, an event at Briggs Ranch, new equipment that we can't even talk about yet, but everybody's going to get some and they're going to get their choice. It's going to be awesome. So for myself and Morgan, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.